This morning, I want to continue in our series, Curious, God's Answer to God's Answers to Your Curious Questions. And in this series, we have taken some questions that y'all submitted about faith, and it was around Easter time, y'all submitted that, and we've been talking about them over the last several weeks. And I have to say, I have really enjoyed this series because some of the questions that we've been talking about and working through and tackling are questions that everybody has. You know, do you remember in school, it's like this, do you remember in school when somebody would raise their hand to ask a question and the teacher would say, Everybody needs to listen because the question that's asked is might, might be something that you're thinking as well. And that has been so true about this series. It perfectly described it because we are all working through similar things, even though the specific circumstances of your issue are different. We're all working through similar things. And today, our curious question is this, how do I put others first? How do I put others first? And that is a great question. Because inside all of us, there's something telling us that we should put others first. But sometimes we don't know how to do it. The rules of putting others first are not always clear. I remember as a, as a boy, as a child, there would be times when I would get invited and I would go to a friend's birthday party. And that's always so fun. You know, obviously, at a birthday party, the party is all about the birthday boy or the birthday girl, right? It is all about them. But can I tell you, that was a little hard for me as, as a kid at first. It was a little hard. I would go over to their house for the party, and we would all play a game, and it was the, the game the birthday boy wanted to play. Nobody asked me, hey, what game do you want to play, Adam? No, it was the birthday boy got to choose, okay? We, we, it was time to eat, and the birthday boy would be put in line first. Well, I was hungry, okay? But the birthday boy put in line first. When it, when it was time for the cake, who got the first piece of cake? The birthday boy got the first piece of cake. If they had a pinata, oh man, how exciting. We're going to hit the pinata. Who's going to go first? The birthday boy's going to go first. As a kid, it was, it was a little hard to completely put my friend first on that day. There's a disconnect of knowing what you should do and actually doing it. So how do I put others first? It's a great question, but because can I tell you, the, it's the image of God that is imprinted on us that drives us for wanting to, to strive and strain for this idea of putting others first. But it's also our own human nature that holds us back from attaining it. And so we, we ask ourselves, if we want to put other, others first, what are the check boxes that we need to check to fulfill this desire inside of us to put others first? So we, gotta, we, we may ask ourselves, what percentage of my income do I need to give? Well, what good deeds do I need to do if I want to put others first? What kind of volunteer work should I do? What missions trips should I go on? What are the rules to putting others first? At a birthday party, uh, the rules are simple. That one person whose birthday it is, is the most important person at the party. But what about outside that kind of environment? 
What are the rules? What are we supposed to do? How do we put others first? And even more importantly, if we answered all these questions about what we should do, how much we should give, and where should we volunteer, if we were to answer these questions, and even if those answers were really, really good answers, would it be enough? After all, have you ever done something for someone, but in your heart you really didn't want to do it? I have. I've done this. I've done things out of obligation or because I thought it was the right thing to do, but my heart was not in it. In my college years, I remember Amanda and I, we were in a master's commission, which was, a, was in, we were in Dallas, and master's commission is a training program for ministry, and we were dating at the time. And there was a time when our director signed us up to go help somebody in the church, like clean her house. And this was a, an elderly widow. And it goes without saying, this is a good thing to do. This is a great thing to do. It's kind and compassionate, but my heart was not in it. And I remember talking to Amanda the night before. I remember it so clearly. We were sitting in her car. And what I don't remember is what my problem was. But I was just going on and on complaining about how I did not want to go do this project. And you know what? She got mad at me. And I'll never forget what she told me. She said to me, Adam, you need to go pray or something because God will not honor your heart. And I still just struggled. I couldn't understand because I, I, I don't remember what my deal was, but I was going to do the work. I was just going to have a bad attitude doing it. Now, I don't know if other people could tell I was having a bad attitude, but I knew and God knew. And here's what I've learned. Most of the time, my wife is right. Now, you ask me again in 20 years, and I may, might say she's always right, but maybe I've still got more to learn. But uh, here's what else I've learned. Putting others first is mostly about your attitude. Putting others first is mostly about your attitude. As a matter of fact, it's more about your attitude than your actions. You know why it's hard to put others first? It's our attitude that makes it hard. We've learned to check our attitude when, when we're going to a birthday party or we're going to a wedding. We know it's time to check our attitudes because these are moments when we have to, most of us, we hold our attitudes back and we allow others to be first. We allow them to have their day, to have their moment. That's why the idea of someone upstaging a bride at the wedding is so ridiculous and embarrassing and it's out of place. But when we get outside of these events, what are the rules? See, these events where the rules are obvious, when we get outside of these events, we revert back to our old ways of thinking. It's hard to put others first. It's hard. Because if somebody else is first, where does that put us? Not first. We want to be first. We are selfish. It's our selfishness that's the problem. That's the real problem. It's our selfishness. And so instead, what we've got to do to put others first is we've got to love them. We've got to love others. There was a time when people were struggling to figure out how to follow all the rules to please God, you know this story, and Jesus comes along and somebody asks him, hey, Jesus, tell us what the most important rule is. 
And Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And then he said, a second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophet are based on these two commandments. So we've got to love each other like we love ourselves. And that means we've got to remove selfishness from our hearts. And you know, selfishness, it's just preferring ourselves over somebody else. And I don't think you can be selfish and love others like you love yourself at the same time. I don't think it's possible. So how do I love others? How do I put others first? Well, you stop being selfish. And we all know that is a lot easier said than done, right? Because selfishness is part of our sinful nature. We are born selfish. I want you to think about a baby right now, a brand new baby. We're having a new baby in December. We're going back into baby world. I'm excited, but I'm a little bit nervous. I'm going to be honest with you. Because a baby does not wait until it's convenient to cry out because it wants to be fed. Day or night, night and day, when that baby is hungry, it will selfishly cry out to be fed. No matter whether mom has had eight hours of sleep or eight minutes of sleep, that baby cries. It cries when it's hungry. It cries when it's poopy. It cries sometimes for no reason at all. It is selfish. It has no consideration for anybody else. That baby should be ashamed of himself. Babies are selfish, as are we. And to change something like this, to change something that is our nature, you can't, it it takes work. You can't just change something that is part of your core identity after listening to a 30-minute sermon. 25 probably today, okay? The first thing that we're going to have to do if we want to change this, if we want to put others first, is we're going to have to ask the Holy Spirit to help us model our lives after Jesus in his humility and his love for others. Listen to this. It is a supernatural act to put others first. Selfishness is part of our nature. It's part of our sinful nature. And so to change that, to go against that, it is a supernatural supernatural act to put others first. And that's why we look to Jesus as our example. Jesus, God, the Son of God, coming to earth, making himself man. He is our example, this supernatural being. Paul comes to the same conclusion on how to deal with selfishness is that we need to look to Jesus as our example. And he says this in Philippians chapter 2, verses 3 through 8. He writes, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. We talk about Jesus as our example in humility and love for others. But I want you to remember 
who this is we're talking about. Jesus. Jesus coming from heaven and becoming man. The same Jesus that John describes in his gospel. In the beginning, the word already existed. And the word was with God and the word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. And God created everything through him. This is Jesus. Nothing was created except through him. The word gave life to everything that was created. And his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. This is Jesus who we're talking about. Who humbled himself. Jesus, God made flesh. Jesus who is Emmanuel, which means God with us. Jesus Christ, who is eternal, everlasting, our Redeemer, our Savior, the Holy One, the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus is the one we're talking about. He had and still has all authority, all power. And every day, and one day, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that He is Lord. And He took all of this divinity and He put it on the shelf and became man came with a purpose to die and be the perfect sacrifice for us. What was Jesus's attitude? Humility. And that was a lesson Jesus was continually teaching his disciples. And those knuckleheads eventually got it, but it took a while. I mean, they're, they're with Jesus 24-7 for three and a half years, and still they'd be walking on the street walking to the next place of ministry. And Jesus would overhear them arguing about who's going to be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. They wanted to be first. And Jesus would have to teach them, listen guys, you got to put others first. And one of the great illustrations that Jesus gave in John 13 Before the Passover celebration, Jesus knew that his hour had come to leave this world and return to his father. He had loved his disciples during his ministry on earth, and now he loved them to the very end. It was time for supper, and the devil had already prompted Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the father had given him all, given him authority over everything, and that he had come from God and returned to God. I'm going to pause right there. God had given him authority over everything. And so what did he do? Verse 4, he got up from the table, took off his robe, wrapped a towel around his waist, poured water into a basin, and then he began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with the towel around him. That's amazing. After washing their feet, he put on his robe again and sat down and asked, do you understand what I'm doing? You call me teacher and Lord, and, and you're right to... Because that's who I am. That's what I am. And since I, your your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash each other's feet. I've given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. I tell you the truth. Slaves are not greater than their master, nor the messenger greater than the one who sends the message. Now that you know these things, God will bless you for doing them. This is awesome. Because was Jesus literally saying that we need to wash each other's feet? What he's saying is deeper than that. He's saying that we've got to love each other so much, like Jesus loves us, that putting others first is second nature to us. When we see a need, we respond and we fill it. See, Jesus wants to work on us from the inside out. And his final lesson 
in love and humility was the cross. Jesus gave himself over to be killed. And the perpetrators at the time, they didn't know that his death made a way for us all to be saved. He paid the price for our sins and mistakes with his blood. And now we have the opportunity to be forgiven. This is the greatest act of love that the world has ever known. And we are instructed that our attitude should be like Christ's attitude. Those are huge shoes to fill. And you can't do it on your own. We need the Holy Spirit to birth this kind of love in us. We need the Holy Spirit to work on us from the inside out. Remember I said putting others first is a supernatural act. Changing your heart is also a supernatural act. We need the Holy Spirit to help us be more like Jesus and model our lives after him. Secondly, though, we can work on this issue from the outside. Jesus works on it from the inside out. Secondly, we can work on it from the outside. I said earlier, God cares more about your heart of putting others first than the acts of putting others first. And that's absolutely true because when you catch the heart of putting others first, your actions will follow. But to catch the heart, sometimes you need to do some actions before your heart catches up. There are times when we wanna be selfish and you may really have a hard time changing how you feel. And you've got to decide, do I follow my heart or do I do the things that I wish my heart felt like doing? Now, this makes sense because think about it. When you train a child not to be selfish, what do you do? You, create, you correct their selfish actions and you help them do the right thing. Now, they don't like it at the time, but if you want them to learn how to not be selfish and to share what they have, you're going to have to train them. You train their actions with the hope that eventually their hearts will change. You want them to share what they have without being told to do so. Then you know that they've caught the heart of what you're teaching. Now, right now, you may not feel like putting others first. Can I tell you that's okay? That's okay. Let's just be real for a minute. Sometimes you don't feel like it. That's okay. You're going to be praying about that. Now you might say, Pastor Adam, I don't want to be fake. I don't want to do something that is the opposite of the way I feel. That's fake. Let me tell you something. There is nothing more real than than the struggle that we sometimes have to train our feelings to do what's right. Our feelings have to be trained and brought under alignment with who we want to be, or should I say who we want to be like. We should follow Christ And do things that put others first so that we can develop the heart of love for others. This could be revolutionary. I mean, what would it be like if you wanted to put others first? If you felt like putting others first? If you got rid of selfishness in your life? What if nothing in the world brought you more joy than loving others like Jesus loves you? 
I mean, this is why we're instructed. Don't copy the, the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you'll know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Listen, everybody is selfish. Everybody in this room, we are selfish. That is the custom of this world, perhaps now more than ever. But God can make us new and he can make us different. We've got to. We can't just pretend to love others. We have to really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Can I tell you personally, as a Christ follower, I worry. What if I'm just pretending to love others? I think I, think I might struggle with selfishness and pride more than the average person. I, I work on it. I pray about it. I, I think those are the things that, that I struggle with. And what if I'm just masking those attitudes? How do I put others first? I've got a couple action steps for you this morning as we, as we wrap up. First thing we've got to do is we've got to pray and keep praying for the Holy Spirit to teach us to love each other like Jesus loves us. We've got to ask for God to transform us, to change the way we think, to help us become new, to love like he loves. Second, we've got to do things to put others first. Jesus works on us from the inside out, and we've got to work on us from the outside in. We've got to do some things that put others first. And for those of you who really want to get down to business today, I've got a, I've got a challenge for you. It is a bold challenge. And we've identified the issue is selfishness, right? I challenge you to identify something in your life that you have a tight grip on and give it away. What is it? Something that you hold on, something you're selfish with. What is it? Are you selfish with your time? Maybe some of your discretionary spending, your, your energy, some of your possessions, your talents, whatever it is. If you really want to get serious about this, identify something in your life that, that you've got a tight grip on and give some of it away. Confront selfishness head on. Let's not just dip our toe into the pool of love. Let's dive head first. And I am convinced that God honors moves like this when we want to learn how to love others and put him first. God honors it. And he helps us become more like him. He helps us catch the heart of putting others first, loving them in humility. So this morning, let's pray. I'm going to invite you to bow your heads and close your eyes. And the first thing we've talked about today, the first thing we want to, we want to pray about is this. We've talked about how Jesus, well, he's our example of humility and love for others. That he paid the ultimate price on the cross and that it was the greatest act of love that, ever, that the world has ever known. And he did that so that he could take your place, he could pay the price for you, for your mistakes and your sins. And today, if you're in this place and maybe for the first time you'd like to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, You'd like to accept the forgiveness that he offers you through the cross. 
and you want to take the first step on this journey of becoming new, a new creation, if that's you this morning, I just want you to simply raise up your hand so I know who I'm praying for. The second thing is this this morning. If we're here and you're saying, okay, Pastor Adam, I realize there's going to be some action steps for me to work on after I leave this room. But right now in this moment, I want the Holy Spirit to help me be more like Jesus. I want him to help humble me. I want him to help me put others first. I want him to help me birth this heart of love for others. If that's where you're at this morning, just simply raise your hand. I'm raising my hand and let's pray together. Lord Jesus, help us. This is something that goes against our very nature. And that's why we need you to do this in us. Help us to understand your love more. Help us to love like you love. We see your example. Lord, we want it to be second nature for us. We want to love somebody and to put others first. We want it to be easy. But we know sometimes we don't want to. We know it's not easy. And while we're praying right now for you to work on the inside, God also help us work on the outside. Help us, help us to serve. Help us to love others and to put others first even when we don't feel like it. And when we do, God, I pray that you honor that. I pray that you help grow this heart, develop us in our journey to be more like you. We pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.